0: Hi, I am now recording, this is Out Now with Erin and Abe, and the following uh, half-hour clip or so is a um, special tribute that I put together for my mom, uh, Deborah East Denmark. She passed away on April 1st, 2018, and um, it's not been easy to get through, but I did want to take time to spend a day, another day, with my mom, and... Um, listen to a lot of the episodes that we will all the episodes that um we put together that she was on and um combine those into a uh, a great montage of uh, of clips to listen to um she had a great perspective on film and i i loved hearing it um, and i loved sharing that with others so yeah that's what the uh The rest of this uh, special bonus episode is going to be. This clip was also available at the end of our Quiet Place episode, but I felt it was appropriate to make it into its own special um, um, episode release as well. So um, take care with all of this, enjoy, and um, we'll be back um, soon enough with uh, more more silliness um, to get past all this uh, very emotional stuff. Thank you.
1: Um. Ooh, am I on? Am I on microphone? Yeah,
2: you are on microphone. Hi. Yep, that that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you like the Human Centipede? Watching that movie.
1: I liked the Human Centipede because it was a total different, uh, it's a whole different topic of, of anything I've ever watched, and I've watched some craziness. So yes, I did. So my 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 take on it was that he was this famous surgeon and did all, did all this wonderful work but he was a little on the kooky side you know brilliant people like that always have a kooky side and his kooky side was to make this human centipede but he I don't know what he had in his head cuz my idea of a centipede of a human centipede before I saw the movie was not what <laughs> was not what was was not anything like what it came out to be. I was like, oh, we're
2: going, we're going with Kooky. I'm going with Kooky. Like Adam's Family Kooky. <laughs> no, it's much worse than it's that. It's much worse than that. <laughs> 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 okay, then we won't go because don't, I don't want to put my Adam's
1: Family and the Kooky and that in that in that same box because I like the Adam's Family.
2: <laughs> okay, so why don't you say who you are?
1: I am Denise Denmark, Aaron's mother.
2: Okay, and I am Aaron, and um, yeah, we just watched a film together. We watched Anaconda, yes, the uh, did. the nineteen ninety seven creature classic, <laughs> cold class. I don't even. I couldn't go that far either.
1: When Miss Lopez was still Jenny from the Block.
2: Yes, <laughs> and also featuring Ice Cube yeah, and uh, John Voight,
1: John Voight,
2: and and Eric Stoltz.
1: Ah, the cute and redhead.
2: Previously, we talked about the human centipede. Yes, which turned into a massive success as far as the polls on my blog go. Like it's still the, like the biggest thing that people will ever listen to. So clearly, there's there there is a lot of love for you and I, you and I's discussion about the human centipede. That's
1: that's that's uh yeah that's good. Uh, it's man versus nature.
2: Okay.
1: At its finest. <laughs>
2: It's finest keywords. <laughs> okay, so let's, I guess, let's try to talk about that. Why don't you try to expl- tell me the plot of Anaconda?
1: The plot of Anaconda. Yes. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see. They're doing a documentary, correct? And they run into a man who um, pretty much, uh, God, what does he do?
2: He's like a poacher. Oh, yeah, He's that's probably, right.
1: Yeah. He is a poacher, but he, he pretty much bamboozles them into into doing what he wants them to do. Yeah. And uh, he's trying to he's trying to capture the snake for his own reasons. They're trying to capture pictures of the sashimi tribe <laughs> and it's this... Whether
2: or not there is an actual sashimi tribe, we've yeah, yet to yeah, we get to I, find I'm, out. I'm
1: curious about that. <laughs> and the the totem poles, it's so funny cuz the totem pole the faces on the totem poles are the exact same faces that that uh, John Boyd does. Do the movie his little, with his mouth turned down. It's just hilarious. I thought snakes eat like you know they're eating whole humans. I know it's a big snake, but don't they eat like once every three months or something?
2: Yeah, but these snakes were apparently really pissed off because they were just they were they kept coming out.
1: My, my God.
2: Uh, I'm sure that I
1: like the I like the guy with the golf. You know, he he came prepared. You're going on a documentary documentary into the Amazon and you bring your clubs, the whole outfit, plus net to have practice. <laughs> practice yes, the, tees the,
2: on. the the the, uh, the person that's supposed to be the the actor like that narrates the documentary is this English guy played by Jonathan. Hyde. I'm going to go movie geek on you go played by Jonathan Hyde who um, was also, he was in Jumanji, he's um, Robin Williams' father in that movie, and he oh, also plays the hunter right. character that's, like, after them, but, um, yeah, he's, he's, like, the narrator of the documentary, and he's very, like, proper in English and ordering the others around and doing his thing, and, yes, he's very prepared on this trip. Of... I mean, who brings their golf clubs? <laughs> it's the Amazon. <laughs> <In> the
1: Amazon, <laughs> really? Wow, Okay. <laughs> I just you know, the next time I go to the Amazon I'll definitely know what to pack. And <laughs> 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 don't forget the golf clubs. <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny, I like that. But then he gets killed in the waterfall, but it was a beautiful waterfall.
2: So ice cubes in this movie as well.
1: Yes. You know, it took me a long time to get ice cube and iced tea, the names with the faces. For some reason I wanted to get it the other way around. And then I started the way I you know how I did it? Ice tea is the color of iced tea. <laughs> and so that's how I then figured, so you know the elimination is the other one has to be Ice Cube. I never got that straight. Anyway, so that is.
2: <laughs> you want to describe the scene where the snake's underwater, and it shows after Owen Wilson was just swallowed by the snake?
1: Oh, and then he goes by, and there's and there's this. You know when you press your face up against the the, uh, the, the screen in the window, and you used to do that when you were little, and you got this impression that that you know the flat nose and everything. His when the straight when the snake streams by, there's his whole Owen's whole body is is pressed up against the belly of the snake, and you just see all the way. It starts at his feet actually, and it goes to his head. And at the top, his hands are up. It's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it looks? <laughs>
0: You swallow the when, a, body. when a when a
2: forty foot long snake swallows, swallows an entire human I guess.
0: Yeah, six, <laughs> a six foot man. It's just sitting Oh there. my God, it's crazy. <laughs>
2: So, right. <laughs> so they're back inside the thing and um, they get you get all tied up by John Voight, and then John Voight like takes a bucket of monkey blood and throws it on them no, in what order to it. That? What
1: is that about? <laughs> like, monkey blood? Uh, when do, blood attracts snakes. Now?
2: Mom, everyone knows that monkey blood is just that's that obviously attracts anacondas. Oh. Okay. Everyone knows this. Got it. Yeah, I'm sorry you were late to that. You I, you missed that memo. I
1: missed that memo <laughs> about three or four weeks ago I watched um the Creature from the Black Lagoon. It was mm-hmm. the whole boat and and the lagoon and and a lot of I don't know if they if they picked that up from there, but it kind of looked like a fifties movie done in a twenty first century way, mm-hmm. if, if I can say that when I think about it, because they had the the boat with the, you know and all these different characters on the boat, are you wondering why are they here, and <laughs> and you know and the cute girl and the cute guy and the monster, which you know and the bad guy, and it was all there.
2: It you know, it's interesting. Mm. All right. Alan, Adam. Yeah. I'd like to introduce you and the listeners, I guess, to my mother, Denise. Hi, how are you?
0: Hi, Denise. Good evening. Good evening, Denise. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Pleasure meeting you over the phone. Happy, happy holidays and all that jazz.
1: The same to you. Thank you very much. Happy
0: Chanuka. <laughs> ah, Chanuka. <laughs> yes. I like it. All right.
2: Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into our review of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and, um, Yes, with both Adam, Alan, and my mother, we are all going to talk about our, give our give our thoughts on what we thought. This is something that I really like doing, and I've done it a few times now, and I'm very happy to be able to do it once again. I have my mom with me on the podcast. Uh, mom, say hello.
1: <laughs> hello, podcast people. Hi. Hello, number one son.
2: <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, now I have you back to discuss The Babadook. Um, this is the horror film from last year. Uh, the Australian horror film that received rave reviews that I've been recommending to everyone that I know, especially people that love horror movies, much like my mother, who is you know, on the show with me right now. And you finally watched it, correct? Yes, I
1: did. I wasn't sure what to expect because I, I don't know what a Duke is. I, I assumed, the, I presumed the Duke was something scary. And um, I loved it. I mean, the mother and the son in this movie are great. I, I don't know what else to say about them. I'm not familiar with them, but they were great in this movie. And uh, I was just I, I liked the whole movie. One of the things that that concerned me, because you know how I'm detailed, and and I was curious because being that the, the child was precocious, and and I knew it was going to be something scary, and I knew the Baba Duke was going to be something scary. So my thing was, and you know, with her being a widow and her not really getting over the fact that her of how she became a widow, so I I kind of you know I kind of over analyzed it as I was watching it. And I'm thinking, okay, so is this Baba Duke with the little boy being like I, he is? I thought, well, maybe it's his father, like a spirit in this child, and making this child be overly precocious, so to speak. You know, I tried to play that. You know, this is before the Baba Duke came into play, and you know, because he's just so, you know, I don't even know how to describe him. Quite frankly, when I saw his uh, the little weapons that he'd made, I, I the first my first thought was, oh my God, this is a British Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's not dominating the world
0: Australian he, he,
1: he, right. uh, well I didn't I, you know I forgot that it was Australian oh, so okay that's, <laughs> that's why I said British but yeah and and I just thought he was the cutest little thing but you know um and at then the I have, yeah oh, i No, sorry no, I was go. just gonna say and then at one point I also thought that his energy I didn't think he was possessed because you know we know how he is but I thought because his energy was so strong and at times it was a lot stronger than his mother's. That he was bringing on this Mar- this barbaduke person
0: mm-hmm.
1: creature, that he was he was bringing it to to life, mm-hmm. and that's why his mother saw it as opposed to it being her imagination.
2: Like he like it was real in some sense, and his energy every time he kind of talked of it, it gave it more power.
1: Right, yeah. and then that's when she and it came to the point where she was even able to see it. Uh huh. Well, absolutely. I, I i been watching. I watch Criminal Minds a lot, and and there's one one of the Um, behaviors that they do is you close your eyes and they ask them, you know, what sounds do you hear? That's an interesting thing because I never really thought about it like that. And when you close your eyes and you think of a situation, you may not remember the word, I mean, the the person or if you hear sounds, you can kind of figure out where you were just by hearing the sounds. And you were absolutely right about that movie with that because you know, back in the day, they always put music, you know, when the tension would come up, the music would get really wild or whatever. And they didn't do that it's in the movie. A, it's a little subtle.
2: It's a lot more subtle. Like, there's yeah. some score, but it's a, lot more, it's a lot more focused on sound effects and mood. Like,
1: right. And you could hear all that. You could hmm. hear all that and you could feel that, you know, like you said, with the book and, and the tension in the air and all these little sounds. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> Freddy Co, Is it Freddy Cougar? Yeah. He made those hands popular because those are scary hands. And it was great. And the black and the whole the whole he's so he's such he's almost like he's more like a villain as opposed to a monster. Because he's got a cape on, or you presume it's a cape and a hat, so he's in he's a person as opposed to a monster. Monsters don't wear clothing. And so yeah, I, I like the the Baraduke, which made it which made it more real as opposed sure. to some ugly monster, you know, that's not real, coming into your house. People, a man can come in your home. <laughs> or, or, you know, and so, yeah, I did like how they made him more of a villain as opposed to a, an ugly ogre monster or something.
2: Certainly seems like an easy Halloween costume to put together.
1: That's a, oh, it's a good idea.
2: <laughs> or, a, or a really easy way to terrify someone if you just kind of put a hat and a coat and some finger claws like behind a door.
1: Oh yeah. Don't say that though. Cause that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary to me. <laughs> Those um, insidious insidious type movies. I'm kind of, I'm kind of creeped out by people being able to crawl up walls and on ceilings.
2: Yeah. yeah, that, That's
1: kind of creepy. That's one of
2: the things.
1: So the insidious, I don't think unless it comes, you know, I don't think I'll watch that. Okay. <laughs> that's um, creepy to me.
2: Okay. So I'm here now with one of my favorite guests that I have on the podcast, uh, what I love to be more frequently, uh, my mother, Denise.
1: Good, good evening, Internet audience. Yeah. I'm sorry I stammered. <laughs> but good evening. How are you all?
2: If they responded, they'd say, we are super excited because Aaron's mom is back on the podcast.
1: Well, isn't that very nice of you? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so I asked you to watch The Lobster.
1: You did? I, li- I really, really enjoyed
2: it. And I had a feeling you would. But it's also that kind of strange film where I figured this would be interesting to talk to my mother about with. Because uh, let me just start from the beginning.
1: (laughs) I I just have to say this. Knowing what the movie is about regarding um, if you don't don't find a mate in two years you you get turned into an animal. Like 45
2: days. Oh,
1: 45 days, excuse me. This woman drives up to a corral of donkeys, gets out of her car with a shotgun, and shoots one. And I'm like, what though? And then I thought, it's like that was probably her ex-husband. Maybe <laughs> something. I
2: mean, that's a way to interpret it for sure.
1: That's what I thought. That'd but be From yeah, there, from be, there uh, I was just intrigued. Side note on the uh, a cho- on the choice of what you'd like to be. So we talked about that. You know, what would you choose to be if if uh, if, if you were in that position? I personally chose to be. I believe cheetahs are on the endangered
2: endangered species list. I really, I feel like it doesn't matter really in this scenario if they're in well, the endangered species list.
1: I think it does, only because it's a longevity thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you're on the endangered species list you get to live in a reserve. And you get and, yeah, but and they, they don't and you live but I'm just saying as far as the reason why I would pick the animal that I would pick, <laughs> that would be my reason. I, I thought about it. If you want
2: to game the system, sure. Yeah, like well... in the logic of this movie, they just live in like the back of this preserve of this campus, exactly. where they are, exactly. it's like it's right. not like the it's not like you choose to be a cheetah and like where you want to go when you get to become this animal. Well, I would think
1: they'd have to put a cheetah. They couldn't leave a cheetah in the back
0: of the hotel.
2: Well, th- that's so- it. But you, when they when they go to the back of the hotel, you see random things like a llama walks by, that's true. or like I didn't uh, think about that. just random animals are like walking around. Right. Like so, that's right. like they so the, okay. again. It comes down to like I imagine budget and just. How far? How how crazy do we want to show this world, or do you just get the idea when you see a llama and a peacock running, walking randomly in a forest somewhere?
1: Eh, there's that. <laughs> okay, I didn't think about that, but you still didn't see any endangered species animals.
2: K- true. Yes.
1: And I'm assuming that they're on a preserve somewhere, which is where I would be.
2: That that is that <laughs> okay. is a good way to think. It's of it. my story. And I'm Fair sticking enough. To
1: it. <laughs> sticking to it.
2: An idea that's but like you a... know what?
1: I, I guess with that one, you went to a you went to a school. Where you had peacocks, your mom was walking around. So, you know, there's that. And so maybe in my head I didn't register the strangeness of that. Because I really really didn't until you said that.
2: Well, they're in the middle of of an English forest.
1: You were in the middle of a school. Yeah, fair. (laughs) So, I don't know what makes one better or worse than the other.
2: True, very, you got me there. Okay. (laughs) So, I don't know. But yes, yeah,
1: so I can see where my cheetah would still have to be there. So to, to another animal.
2: <laughs> joining us today to talk fences, um, we have some special guests here. We have from the Newport Beach Film Festival. Uh, she will not lend you $10. It's Miss Anna Bosch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Happy New Year.
2: <laughs> and also joining us all the way from Las Vegas, where three of us are live recording right now, uh, we have my own mother. Miss Denise Denmark.
1: Happy New Year, podcast listeners.
2: Hi. 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 <laughs> here. I'm here. We're <laughs> here with us on a, on a pod. Like, We're going to have, have a like live a se- Mom's Movie Minute. It's not just like a separately recorded Mom's Movie Minute. It's not like a, like she chimed in for... but She's here on the episode with us. That's right. <laughs> Boy, yeah.
1: I'm excited. You should be excited. I'm very... I have my British. lovely
2: girlfriend here. I have my mother here. I have Abe here. I, <laughs> I was going to wait <laughs> for the wife. superlative for mine, but all right. You're your own superlative. Oh. That's why in high school you had the yearbook, you said most Abe. Oh <laughs> What a swell guy. I like, it. I like it. Most Abe. <laughs> I think I was the only guy named Abraham. <laughs> That's why you were the most. <laughs> what is your favorite Denzel Washington performance? Training Day. Yes? Yes. Now I know like, go, I won't even go into that for a second, because I know you're not like the you're not the biggest Denzel fan no, as a I'm whole, not. but you do like him when he gets a little darker.
1: I do. For some reason he just comes across as, as more more real. It seems like I hate to say this and it doesn't sound nice maybe, but his his darkness seems like that's who he really is in real life. Because it comes across so real and so
2: easy. He's just that good.
1: Well if he's just that good, you know that's He's a good, Denzel better. Washington. I hope it's only he's just that good. Conair. You watch Con Air. Con Air. Con Air, I watch it every time it comes on. It's see. It's, I it's, it's, it's C, I don't know, it's probably the one-liners in that movie, which you're looking at ugly all day. I just, love it.
2: I just love it. I like that we've gone from my dinner with Andre and the Cotton Club to Con Air. Well, you know, I'm
1: a very ex, eccentric, um, not eccentric, eclectic, eclectic person. That's what I like. It's very fitting that you guys are also in Las <laughs> Vegas right now. To, there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Con Air. That's, okay. I, the only reason, you know what? I just saw. It just came on the other day. Yeah, and that's why it, it wasn't even on Netflix. It was on mm. You're March. like
2: what? Nick Cage and all that hair? Time to watch Con Air again. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and then the, and then the whole <sighs> he's got the whole world. Yep. In his Bishani with the teacup. Yeah. Oh, and the little girl. The, I <laughs> It's just,
2: it's just Steve Buscemi had a great run in that those couple of years because he had like Armageddon going on and, and... Well, he, yeah, he was like, he had the Jerry Bruckheimer contract going so he oh, just kept yeah. popping up in those movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's just, I love it. Yeah. That's,
1: that's the only, of all the millions of movies I've watched, it's the one that sticks out of my head. I'm sad. sad. But anyway. <laughs> I love Viola Davis. She was great. And the one thing that really stood out was the little girl, when she got to be six or seven or however old she was at the end, Mm -hmm. the way Viola combed her hair is exactly how my mother used to comb my hair when I went to church on Sunday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I have asked her to be on the podcast because I really want to talk to her about certain movies. Other times she just texts me at random and I say, save it for the podcast because I think it'd be really fun to talk about. And that's what happened. My mom is here. Uh, Denise Denmark, you've joined us again for the podcast.
1: Yes, I have, and good day to all you podcast listeners. It's nice to be back. I get to hear my son's voice and talk
2: about different movies that I question. So what, let's get to that right away. What did you What did you text me the other day?
1: I texted you um, that I finally got a chance to see Get Out, and it was not what I expected. I thought it was going to be a quote unquote horror movie. I felt it to be more of a thriller suspense movie. And some other negatives I had about it. It wasn't what I expected. And I went and I had questions well, that I knew you would be able to answer for me. The stereotypes were still there for me in, in a way, but I like the movie. I really like the movie. And you know, and the stereotypes are part of reality also. Because this is the way it is and this is how people think. And that's not gonna change. And, you know, it's a great movie. I you know, I, that teacup thing that that was that was bothersome. Her stirring the teacup, as I knew, I knew when she t- asked him to come into the room and sit down, and she got, picked up that tea. I knew that was going to be her her swinging clock, so to speak. The one the one thing the actor they picked. I mean, he's a very great actor, and and trust me, I'm, I'm not a bias on color of the skin of my people. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like they pick the darkest brother they could find because when they do some of these the uh the so-called scary scenes and his eyes get really big you know and you see the whites of his eyes and he's got these bright beautiful white teeth and it reminds me of the 20s when they used to do that with the uh black actors you know and you know and the cooks and then they'd always you know whenever they were scared they you know they look they have these dark faces and these white eyes showing and kind of goes back to blackface and all that and that's what comes up in my head when i see that regardless to how ridiculous that probably sounds to a lot and that's okay that's, no i don't, i, I
2: but, don't uh... think that sounds ridiculous but i do <laughs> think there's there's a purposefulness to why it's being done i mean he could jordan peele could have easily chosen a you know a more light-skinned brother to be a part of this movie but i think there is
1: Absolutely.
2: purpose in having someone that's you know that that is very black uh, which is i mean this is something we don't get to on, on the, mainly because it's not a you know a racially charged podcast. But I mean, there is a no. there is a distinction in Hollywood of how black actors are you know kind of used in movies, and there is oh a, absolutely there is a there is a, a thing about the complexion of black skin that very much makes a difference between which actors become more popular and you are choosing for bigger roles than other actors.
1: Absolutely, and as black people, we know that we know that, and I and I guess. When I see things like that, the, the people out there that really aren't aware of that, they see that as that's the way it's always should be, or that's I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it really. It's just something that I know, and when I see that in movies, it just bothers me because it's like it's 2017 and they're still doing stuff from the, the, the 20s and the 30s. You know, that's what I saw, and and so and that was kind of that was kind of uh, disappointing to me, and that was the reason because I saw that in the previews. And, and, you know, I picked that up in the previews anyway, and I didn't want to watch it. That was one of the reasons. And then, like I said, after watching it, it's a great movie. You know, those are my negatives about it, and those are my personal feelings, and that's the way it is. But it was a great movie, and I loved it. And I may watch it again now. Since you have watched
2: it three times already, I need to watch it again. It's an easy one to watch. It's not that long, and it moves very <laughs> <pretty> quickly. Yeah. <laughs> towards the so towards the end, what did you think was going to happen when that cop car arrived? Like, what was the feeling you had?
1: My feeling went, again went back to the the norm. That was going to be a real cop, and 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 he was probably going to shoot him because you know he's standing over a body. There's another body not too far away. Mm-hmm. It's a black man in a white uh, community, and if that had been a real cop. Especially if it was just one cop and not two, he probably would have just shot him without even asking any questions. That's what I thought was going to happen, to be quite honest, or now, something yeah. along that line.
2: Now I, I will say this because <laughs> there is a, um, there are some alternate endings to this film, so many of which are on oh. the, the Blu-ray. Um, there is a version where it's not Rod and it is a cop, and they arrest him and they take him to jail and he's in jail.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's I and. I believe it was changed because of, basically, after events from last year involving how things went, uh, Peel wanted to put something more optimistic at the end, as opposed to going the darker route. Okay. that's that's why he changed things around.
1: Good idea. And and that works. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, this is definitely Hollywood, because, you know, (laughs) he found him right on time, you know? (laughs) So that part of it is, you know... But I, you know, I try not
2: to get too in depth. I mean, it adds up. Like it's the friend who you like, but he's he's TSA to get stuff done.
1: Yeah, he does, and he said that, and he said that, and he was on it. You know, the cops weren't doing it; they thought he was funny. Oh, I loved, I have absolutely love the part in the uh, the in the um, police station, police station, in the in the captain's office or whoever. The I love that actress. I can't even think of her name right now. But when she called her friends in, because I totally thought she was believing him. I felt so bad <laughs> when, when they told us. And she said, don't ever said I didn't do anything for you. Ah, oh, that was great. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so, it was great, but that was so wrong because he thought he, she believed him. And he was, you know, mm-hmm. and I it's like, that's so wrong. You just burn him like that. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> I always yeah. like to know what the cutoff age is no, I, I when, think... I'm, when I'm speaking of things.
2: <laughs> I, would be, I think people would definitely be more in the kind of Generation X era of things. Um, but, oh, know. yeah.
1: He, I thought he was younger than that. I guess he's Yeah, he's, he's, thir-
2: he's 38.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's not okay. like he's
2: not old, but like he's – No, like, yeah.
1: well, <laughs> definitely not old. But I thought he was – I guess I just thought he was younger. But 38 is – that's probably right. That's... <laughs> you know
2: this better than anybody. Black don't crack. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I am gifted of getting those compliments all the time. I just so. telling,
2: every time I say just put Will Smith back in that Bel Air high school jacket, it'll look just same age. Just the same same way. <laughs> just give, give, give him that you know grow his hair up a little bit. It'll be fine Yeah <laughs>
1: Absolutely correct, so funny.
2: I'm happy you sent me a text that said you watched Get Out and had questions because that immediately made me think, okay, I need to talk to my mom about something on the podcast because that will be great.
1: I love being a guest host. <laughs> okay. Or a guest, a guest, guest?
2: not yeah, a, guest a guest host. A guest. A guest. I, guess.
1: I love being a guest. It's great.
2: But, uh, yeah, and also I'm just happy to talk to you about the movie because I do think, again, I really like the movie a lot. It's, again, it's one of my favorites of the year, and I'm it's happy to, i happy to revisit it on the podcast because we, you know, haven't, we spoke about it back in February when it came out and mentioned it again a few times, but this is a nice little bonus episode. Episode to do about that movie in particular. So.
1: Wonderful. I can't wait to uh, hear myself. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> Other special guests?
1: It's me, and I enjoy the paper. I love the Sunday paper. My best paper is the San Francisco Chronicle. I used to sit on the floor and spread it all out around me. The pink pages was the very most favorite. Then entertainment, then fashion and style, then travel. They have the best color pictures. It's beautiful. And Aaron probably doesn't remember, but between the ages of five and eight, when I'd take him to school, I'd have him read me things out of the newspaper on the way to school. A horoscope just to practice his reading and his words. Mm. So,
2: Interesting stuff. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, w- I wonder who the special guest is going to be. <laughs> we have a special out now quickies this week. Yeah. As, I may have already, <laughs> as I may have already alluded to, there is another special guest here. Um, it is my mother. Hello. Say hi. Hi. Um, We are, Anna and I are in Las Vegas this weekend visiting with my mother. And the three of us all saw The Commuter.
1: A lot of the fight scenes, I mean, he's a 60-year-old man. (laughs) And they have him fighting like he's 25. I'm like,
2: really? okay. To to be fair, like the fighting he does, it's a lot of him like standing there taking punches and then he fights back. He's a
1: 60 year old. And and granted, he's an ex cop. So I give him that, you know, maybe he's got his cop thing going on, whatever. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Maybe it isn't something you want to run out and see. Absolutely, but it is—it's not—it's—it's it's, to me—it's—it's it's getting where um, Indiana Jones movies. Indiana Jones. movies, yes. he's getting older, so <laughs> the, the storylines are, are going with his age. They're age appropriate, except for like I said, I thought some of the fighting was a little whatever. I I have one more thing, and this is totally a girl thing, and I know that, and we've, we've got three men listening, but it's okay. They focused a lot on her shoes. This particular woman, they fo- <laughs> they focused a lot on her shoes in the beginning. <laughs> And it was it, it just it was so weird to me because when they finally showed her whole person, her shoes totally did not match her outfit. <laughs> they did not match her dress. They did not match her purse. And I, I I just ponder on why did they focus on her shoes? I don't get that.
2: That's why. That's how you know she's up to no good. I, I was be like, well, see, I-, I like how you're picking up all these clues. Yeah.
1: Well, they were black and white, like the like the woman from um, 101 Dalmatians What's the bad lady. Colonel, <laughs> they were black and white, like they were. So they were DeVille colors. Okay. Well. Thank b- you so much. Okay. Very Good good, good night, podcast friends.
2: Thank you for being on, Mom. Oh,
1: and once again, thank you for having me. I enjoy this. And for all of you that like hearing my voice, thank you very much.
2: I look forward to talking about more obscure movies with you.
1: Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for inviting me. For sure. Nice to see you, Abe. And uh, (laughs) I hope to be able to do this again. Great. Excellent. Thank you. Ciao. Peace out. Well, thank you, son. I appreciate you letting me take your time um, on your podcast. And Abe, I'm sorry that you couldn't join us, but maybe I'll get to speak with you the next time. For sure. And to all the great people out there that listen to my son's and Abe's podcast, I love you all dearly. Keep listening. Share the wealth. Tell everybody about him. (laughs) Love you. Love you all.
0: What I